Hello, everybody, and welcome to Turn to Page 37, Escape from Horror House. How are you doing, Raps? I'm doing particularly well, and yourself, Rita? I'm jazzed. I liked Monster House. Mm-hmm. And this is Monster House's grandfather. I can only assume. When did Monster House come out? 2006. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now... I, I hate to I hate to reveal the behind the scene here, but I don't know what Monster House is. What is it's, Monster House? It's an animated movie about a house that came to life evil styles. And it looked a lot like the cover of this book does. Uh -huh. um, one of the one of the writers I think one of the creators was Dan Harmon, actually. Um, oh neat. Interestingly. Uh, unrelated to anything but it's more just like i like the idea of a living house i think it's cool like uh mm -hmm. what about here let's see test number two smart house unfortunately also don't know that unless you're referring to the uh <laughs> the what 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 were the the simpsons off episodes called the treehouse the of horror treehouse of horror episode yes exactly where they create a howl out of their house yeah i mean it's honestly that's kind of it it's there. It was a Disney Channel original movie about a house that came to life and basically was like taking care of the family and especially mm -hmm. the kids. And then it eventually manifested itself into an actual physical mom in the house. And it mm -hmm. it was you know it was children's Black Mirror, basically. Yeah, it was just like a good old. Black Mirror Kids Meal is what it was. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I, I do. I think I just like the theme. I do really like those kind of, like, the location itself is evil. Sure, maybe it manifests itself through, you know, a, a physical corporeal Moms. form that we're much more familiar with. Exactly, like a mom. Uh, but the, the location itself is steeped in malice. This is also something that was like a trope for like a lot of uh, horror films around this period of time and since. Uh, that is like the facade of the building that the horror film takes place in uh, is often chosen specifically to look a lot like a face, like a menacing face, in the same mm -hmm. way that this cover is, right? Yeah. So we've got two windows that depict the eyes. We've got kind of like a central figure kind of, I guess you might call it like an inlet or a, what's the word, a, a antechamber to the building, a lobby that sticks out in front of the building like a head. The, the, the gates near the front give a little bit of a sense of teeth. Yeah. I like it. I like, I like it a it. lot. It is evil rank and very intimidating. I agree. Manifesting Moms is a good band name. <laughs> for what genre sorry i'm gonna have to press you what genre is manifesting mom's I, a band name for i i really feel like this is an area that you would you would know more than i would i feel like you've probably listened to so, more music that could have the name manifesting moms as the yeah it's, it's pre-internet electronica absolutely yeah it's a hundred percent within the realm of like early to mid 80s synthesizer we're talking like you know tears for fear kind of era i hey i'm with it i'm with it and i'm excited to get into this book would you like to beware me i would love to okay then let me wait a minute 
Is oh, the no oh no! Beware this no beware page! Wait a minute! Where what wait Where is it? How do I belong? Uh uh Oh no. I will treat you know what? the back as the beware page here because it has a lot of the similar information, so <clears throat> Beware! Do not read this book from beginning to end, especially because you're starting on the back page. <laughs> Home is where the horror is. Strange things have been happening at your house all week. Chairs are overturned. Pictures are hung upside down. Weird messages are appearing on your walls. Your parents are convinced that you're responsible, but you know the truth. Poltergeists have moved into your house. Can you get rid of the evil spirits with just a little help from your friends? Or... Well, you need the help of a trained professional like the creepy medium, Madame Matilda. Uh, and then what it always says, the, whatever it always said, I can't remember. Uh, you decide the scares, etc. Reader beware. Man, how can they do this to us? But also at the same time, it does make me realize that it probably is the same thing that's on the back. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's very much similar, it's right? We've the checked them a couple thing, of times. It? Yeah. But I'm livid nonetheless. This is currently my least favorite book. And I have one thing to go on, and it's that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to win me back, house book. I but do I, wonder if, like, it's just this copy that hasn't had the Beware yeah, page copied I, or something I, like that. Or I think that there's a real shot because this is a uh this is a scanned one on archive.org so there's a real chance that this oh. one just wasn't they didn't scan that because they're like oh it's not important absolutely here's terribly proof wrong. perfect last week's episode was the book two in the future and it had a beware page so we know that it's it, oh yeah it's true <laughs> well let's get on to page one let's do it. no fair you moan i didn't do anything you cross your arms and glare at your mom. She glares back. One more word out of you and you're grounded for an extra week, honey. She declares. Your mouth snaps shut. You know she means it. And you know she'll never believe the truth. You gaze around at the mess in the living room, at the chairs balanced on top of the table, the paintings hanging upside down, the red and green handprints on the white walls. You shake your head. No. Your mom will never believe that the real troublemaker here isn't you. It's a supernatural spirit. A poltergeist. Turn to page two. This is a new the start for Goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. Hitting the ground running. Like, <clears throat> starting us post-activity is, is new. Mm -hmm. I don't like change. I miss my beware page. <laughs> I miss being there for the slow beginning. <laughs> No, I, I, I actually do like the change. Strange things have been happening all week. Your five-year-old sister, Jen, is way too little to pull off stunts like this. And you know your parents aren't to blame. So who else could be responsible for all this weirdness? The other day, you asked your best friend, Bobby, for his theory. He has a theory on everything. It sounds to me as if your house is being invaded by a poltergeist. Bobby informed you. A what? You hate it when he uses words you don't know, which he does a lot, since he's basically a genius, at least on certain subjects, like aliens and conspiracies and monsters. A poltergeist is a ghost who likes to play practical jokes, he explained. 
they get you into trouble, they pull pranks, and, you know, the way a really obnoxious kid might put frogs in your bed at camp. Only this really obnoxious kid is, uh, well, dead? Gulp. Everything Bobby described to you about poltergeists has been happening. The noises in the middle of the night, the messes all over the house, and just as Bobby predicted, the pranks are getting worse, bigger, scarier, and you're getting into more and more trouble. Turn to page three. Now TV, now visiting your friends, and now computer games. Your mom rattles off your punishment. And I expect this room to be spotless by the time I get back from picking up your little sister. Okay, okay. You grumble. You know it's no use to protest. Your only hope is to figure out some way to get rid of the poltergeist, otherwise you'll be grounded for the rest of your life. Or worse... Your mom gives you one last stern look before she leaves. Are you satisfied? You shout at the walls. You drag the chairs down from the table. You finally got me into real trouble. I hope you're done now. A movement on the wall catches your eye. The handprints. They're changing. They're forming letters. You gasp. This is only the beginning. You read out loud. Your heart begins to thud. Whatever the invisible creature is, it's communicating with you. What do you want? You stammer. You stare as new letters appear. You stumble backwards with your eyes glued to the horrifying statement on the wall. A human body, the message reads. Yours. You want my body? Oh, my. <laughs> then come on, baby, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too forward, house. 104, no. you whisper. This can't be happening. You blink a few times, but the words are still there every time you open your eyes. A knock at the door startles you. It tears you away from the terrifying words on the wall. You rush to answer. You fling open the door, and a strange woman stra stands on your doorstep. She is plump with wild-dyed red hair. She wears a long, dark blue skirt embroidered with clusters of stars that look like constellations. Her silvery top glitters, a lacy shawl is wrapped around her shoulders. I know you have a little problem, Miss Frizzle tells you. <laughs> she tells you, her voice is a croaking whisper. As soon as I get done driving this bus, I can help you. Turn to page five. <laughs> really making us jump all the way around this book I here. know. It Three, one hundred and four, five. <laughs> what? You stammer. What is she talking about? What's that awful smell? You sniff and realize that the odor is coming from the woman. She smells like burned hair and cabbage. The woman glances around and lowers her voice. You have an infestation, I believe. You stare at her blankly. Huh? You have a troublesome spirit known as a poltergeist on your hands? Uh, she says. Your mouth drops open. How did you know? You demand. Well, I am Madame Matilda, and I know everything. You must let me in. I can get rid of your unguided guest. Should you let her in? She might be able to help you, after all. She seems like someone who understands strange phenomena. Otherwise, how would she have known that you have a poltergeist? Unless she's one of them. Maybe she's taken its form to fool you. You stand staring at her eye to eye, which you do. 
letter in, flip back to page four. If you decide to shut her out, page 87. Mm. I mean, I have a sneaking suspicion this is just picking the path. I think this yeah, is Yeah, right. Whether or not we're going to accept her help and and have to deal with the 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 instability of trying to figure out if she's a good character or a bad character and how she'll deal with the poltergeist or ask for our friend's help. So wait, does it say if we if we shut it, does it say we're <clears> gonna <throat> get our friend's help? I It doesn't say, I think but that it does is the say uh in yeah, it, it it says, or rather said on the quote-unquote beware page, mm. that uh, either we need a little help from our friends, or maybe we'll get help from the, the mystic. Yeah, I fight for my friends. I would like Honestly, to Honestly, I also like that. I, uh, I like the idea of, uh, what's what's his name, Bobby. Uh, just happening to be the person who knows a lot about poltergeists and managing to finally put that to good use. Yeah, I think that we... I want Bobby to shine. I want Bobby to shine. Mm -hmm. Uh, thanks. You tell Madame Matilda, quote-unquote. But I think you have the wrong house. I'm never wrong. The tiny woman insists. She tries to push past you into the house but you're too quick for her. Wham! You slam the door shut and lock it. Now what do I do? You turn and lean against the door. Madame Matilda was right about one thing. You need to bring in help. No way you can handle this alone. Bobby is a definite. He's sure to have some ideas. And Lisa, she's perfect for something like this. Because of reasons. You're really glad that Lisa has been your friend since the first grade. Otherwise, she'd scare you. She's tough, and nothing is too creepy or gross for her. Feeling much better, you dash across the living room and grab the phone in the kitchen. The door opens for you. By itself. Turn all the way back to page six! This is so mean. You step into the kitchen. Everything seems normal. Except the refrigerator magnets are stuck, sticking to the dishwasher. No big deal. Sometimes your little sister puts them there. Huh, you think. If I use a phone, the poltergeist might hear me. Maybe I should go to Bobby's to come up with a plan. You jump when the phone on the wall rings. It's your mom. I just wanted to inform you. I'm going to be checking up on you. She informs you. I'm serious about this punishment. You, <laughs> you hang up. There goes that idea. Now what? <laughs> wow. That... <laughs> Sure is going to help with your punishment. <laughs> he thought about going outside and immediately the phone rang. I just want to let you know, no, don't you dare. Yeah. You glance around. Yikes. The refrigerator magnets are back in the refrigerator. The poltergeist must be in the room with you. I know you think. Electronic mail. I'll send Bobby a message telling him to get Lisa and come over. One problem. Your computer is loaded with games, and your mom locked it up as part of your punishment. The only available computer is your mom's in the basement. And you're pretty sure the burned-out light bulb down there has not been replaced. You have to do something, but what? Email down in the dark basement, or a phone call with a poltergeist listening? Phone on 130, basement on page 90. Hmm. I don't have a strong one yet. 
I so my my only inclination here is that I think it's possible and this is a long bow to draw, admittedly, but I think it's possible that uh, if we have to have a phone call with the poltergeist listening in, we need to also communicate on some level to Bobby that what I'm saying may not necessarily be exactly what I mean in this instance. You know, I'm the the standard, like, I'm being listened in on, like, uh, the line is hot. That's not even a, a what, what's, uh, the bird is watching the canary, like something, something yeah. subterfuge-like. I think Bobby would pick up on that. I think he would know that we've been talking about poltergeists recently. He's apparently a genius with all things re in respect to this. I think it's entirely possible that he'd be like, oh, this is an intrigue. I'm deep in. Yes, yes, yes. I understand. When you say there's not a poltergeist, what you mean is there is one. Yeah, I think I think that that is accurate. I have already turned to page 130. Let's do it. Forget the basement, <clears throat> you think. I need help and I need it now. You pick up the phone and dial Bobby. Bobby, it's me. You blurt before he finishes saying hello. You scan the kitchen, trying to decide whether or not you're alone. So what's up? He asks. You sound funny. A frying pan rises and hovers a few inches above the stove, and you try and stay calm. But you can't. Uh, get over here right away! You scream into the phone. What's wrong? Bobby responds. Don't ask questions! Get Lisa, you just get Lisa and come over! You slam the phone down now. Oh well. There went your plan to keep the poltergeist from knowing what you were up to. You wonder what the spirits will do now. Turn to page 30. Yeah, it's not very All right, funny. never mind. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, it's not an in-depth plan that we were communicating yeah. at the absolute least. Like, it's, it wasn't like, hey, Bobby, can you come and kneel behind the poltergeist so I yes. can tabletop him? Like, <laughs> it's not going to be especially wary of anything except for people turning up. Yeah, bring your poltergun to murder the poltergeist, please. Now, <laughs> at 6.15 p.m., please. Yes, the south door. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, page 30. The frying pan settles back down onto the stove. Phew, you're afraid he's going to attack you. But where's the poltergeist now, you wonder? You check your watch. Bobby and Lisa should be here in just a few minutes. Relief floods through you when the doorbell rings and you dash into the living room. You reach to unlock the door, but a powerful invisible force grips your wrist. Hey! You cry. The doorbell rings again. Open up! Lisa shouts. Are you okay? Bobby calls through the door. No! You start to scream, but a pillow leaps up off the couch. It shoves its corner into your mouth. <coughs> Something drags you back towards the kitchen. You watch in horror as armchairs hurtle across the room and pile up in front of the door. Then the coffee table. Some lamps some lamps <laughs> once the door is blocked completely the force releases you Blech! you spit out the pillow your tongue is all cottony from the rough fabric you stare at the teetering tower of furniture you don't hear bobby or lisa anymore you hope they haven't left maybe you can catch them if you run out the back door dash into the kitchen on page 73 don't go you shout you run into the kitchen 
Oh, no. Another pile of furniture blocks the back door. The kitchen table balances on top of the chairs and the dish cupboard. <laughs> the dish cupboard. <laughs> which are all shoved up against the door. You reach up to pull down the heavy table. As you stretch your arms towards it, you feel a tickle in your armpits. Oh, no. How do they know your tickle spot? You can't help it. You giggle. You wriggle. It's as if hundreds of unseen hands are attacking your most ticklish spot. Stop! You gasp with your face turning red. You flop to the floor. No! You, you shriek. Please! I, I can't breathe! The tickling. It's all over your body. You roll around, kicking your legs in the air. Your ribs start to hurt from laughing so hard your lungs begin to burn. You can't catch your breath. The poltergeist. They're gonna tickle you to death. You gasp for air, tearing at your shirt collar. Sweat beads up on your forehead. Still, you keep giggling. You feel your face turning blue. Then everything goes black. Oh well. Things didn't turn out so well this time, but at least you can say you died laughing. The end. That'd be a brutal way to go. That would be an extremely brutal way to go. I just want to take one second, though, uh, to acknowledge that our main character here said, Oh, they started tickling my armpits. How did they know my secret tickle location? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you pulled it, guys. <laughs> I mean, my armpits. <laughs> such a... That's like one guess. of two premium locations. Bottom of the foot with a feather in a cartoon <laughs> yes. or the armpits. Yes. Dark and gritty in real life. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, page 90 it is, which is. Let's do it. Uh, wait. Sending an really? email in the basement. Yeah, I do okay. believe this is the last time we had a yeah. uh, free choice. I think so. You don't want the poltergeist to know what you're up to, so you grab a textbook from the counter. You don't want it to think you're going downstairs to do... Wait, you do want it to think you're going downstairs to do your homework. You open the basement door, you flick on the light switch. Nothing. Just as you expected. You wait for your eyes to adjust to the dark, and you carefully lower your foot down a step. Wham! The door slams shut behind you. Whoa! You cry. Startled, you trip and fall down the flight of stairs. You land sprawling ah. on the floor. Ow! You sit up in the dark, dank room and you check yourself out. Your elbows are scraped, but no serious damage. You feel your way over to your mom's desk. Yikes! You squeak. Something just ran across your foot. Is it a rat? A poltergeist? Polter rat? Either way, you don't like it. You fumble around and find the lamp. You flick it on and let out a strang strangled scream. Find out what's in the basement on page 92. Hundreds of faces stare at you from the walls. Pale, ghostly faces with blank eyes. Their mouths are twisted as though they're screaming. The basement walls shimmer with them. You back away and then scramble up the stairs. You gasp as terror grips your lungs. You hurl yourself at the door. Wham! It doesn't open. The force throws you backwards. You stumble down a few steps. You glance at the wall again. Huh? Faces have vanished. Peer down into the dark basement. The lamp casts weird shadows all over the room. Did you imagine those horrifying faces? Or is the basement full of ghosts? And so many of them. If the faces are really are there, you're in a lot more trouble than you thought. Well, your only hope of getting wait, your only hope of getting help is through email. You have to go back to the basement, faces or no faces. You hurry down the stairs and turn on the computer. 
You want to go for this? Bobby, help! You type. I'm trapped in the basement with ghosts. Come over right away! You hit send and then quickly clip, click to the main page of your online... <laughs> I'll load it. Yeah. Then you quickly click to the main page of your online program. You hope that poltergeists aren't reading over your shoulder. Turn to page 96. For, uh, for the absolute full effects of that online program line, let me also note, it was online with a hyphen between on and line. Yeah. This is old. Online program. We're using our web crawler to go to our online program. <laughs> yep. You stare at the screen. Come on, Bobby. You murmur. You wait for the mail icon to pop up, signaling that Bobby has responded to your email. Bobby spends half of his life on dash line, so you know he'll get your message immediately. Oh no, you just remembered Bobby had to go to the dentist after school. You have no idea when he'll read your message. And Lisa doesn't have electronic mail. She's a human in the 90s. Stay calm, you order yourself, and think. What else can you do to help yourself? You glance around. Well, the first thing you want to do is get out of the basement, but how? The poltergeists have locked the door. Maybe you can find some way to break it down. Or maybe you can talk the poltergeist into letting you out. Deal with the door or talk to the ghosts. Hmm. I... I mean... So, deal with the door, as in find a way to break it I down. I think so. It, that, that, is, that is what they seem to, to intimate here, but maybe we could get more than just leaving the room by talking to the ghosts. A little bit of information, perhaps. I, I think that, yeah, I, I like it from a meta angle of learning more about the ghosts. Mm -hmm. Even if it leads to an immediate death, it's still data gathering. Exactly. You decide to try and talk your way out of the basement. Hey, you poltergeists! You call. Listen up! No response. You give it a shot anyways. You figure they're around even if you can't see them. Why do you even want to take over a human body? You ask. We're not so great. Take me, for example. You let out a big sneeze. <laughs> I have terrible allergies! You blow your nose loudly, and for good measure, you let out a belch. Uh, luckily, your friend Lisa taught you how to burp on cue. See? We're always breaking down, falling apart. It's totally inconvenient to be human. You sneeze a few more times, for good measure. Listen, if you let me out... You promise. I'll find you something even better to take over. You burp again. Something less unpredictable. You hold your breath and wait. The door pops open. It worked. The poltergeists are letting you out. Turn to page 70. All right, Rito, I, I seldom interrupt as hard as this, but I need you to tell me what would be the form you Pistol would want shrimp. to take over in a... Cool. I got the Austin answered. Pistol shrimp. Good. You dash up the <laughs> stairs. You don't want to give the poltergeist the chance to change their minds. If they have minds. Someone pounds on the front door. Open up! You hear Bobby shout. 
Yeah. Lisa joins in. What's going on? You hurry to the door and fling it open. You need to clue Lisa and Bobby in on what's happening without tipping off the poltergeists. Hi, guys. You greet your friends. You let out a terrible sneeze. Achoo! Don't you hate being human? Bobby and Lisa stare at you. Huh? Bobby says. You fake a coughing fit. <laughs> it's terrible to have these bodies, isn't it? <laughs> I just... I actually love this. Thinking about this like, is how I greet my friends. I, honestly, it's not far from me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I entered the Discord call today saying my body has betrayed me this week. <laughs> so <laughs> this is not far, just from how I communicate. Direct eye cut. Uh, yeah, I, direct I, eye cut. Uh, I, I saw uh, some friends that uh, had moved international about seven years ago, and they, they were back in Australia for a period of time recently. And one of the very first conversations we had was we all sat down and went, okay, what have we been diagnosed with? <laughs> it's realistic. Yeah. Uh, you peer directly into Bobby's eyes. He knows about the weird stuff going on in your house. Will he catch your clues? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby coughs a little. Oh, shucks, these rotten bodies. Yeah, he gets it. He'll go along with your act. Why are you two acting like a pair of weirdos? Lisa demands. Uh-oh. Lisa's not on the same wavelength as you and Bobby. She has a healthy body and a healthy life. Ah. No, she's already been taken over by a poltergeist. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Get her to catch the wave on page 60. Lisa pushes past you into the houses. So, what's the big emergency? She asks. She glances around. You and Bobby follow her. You pretend to limp. Bobby watches you and then bends over as if his back hurts. Oh, these aching bones! Bobby complains. Lisa? You say. Isn't being a human tough work? You, you nod up and down, trying to get her to agree. Always having to repair these silly bodies? She puts her hands on her hips. What are you talking about? Why are you being such freaks? You punch Lisa's arm. Ow! She exclaims. That hurt! So breakable. You address the room again. So, poltergeists, should we find something else for you to be? You know, something other than human? You gaze meaningfully at your friends. Lisa's mouth drops open. She finally caught your drift. Thud. She collapses to the floor. Oh, these pesky human legs! She whines. Oh, they're always giving out on me. Well? You ask the poltergeists again. Bobby gasps. He points at the wall. The word, yes, is scrawled across your mom's favorite painting. Turn to page 32. I actually really like this storyline a lot. Mm -hmm. I really do. Let's go find something in my room, you suggest. You have no idea what you're going to offer the poltergeist, but you plan to recommend something that can't hurt you. Lisa and Bobby follow you up the stairs. You assume the poltergeists are following too. 
Your mind races. What to offer? I know, you think? My ant farm. What could be less threatening than tiny little ants? Especially since they're trapped between panes of glass. Yes, you hurry your room. As you pass your sister Jen's room, you notice her doll collection. Maybe you should have the poltergeist turn into dolls. They're not even alive. Huh. Which will it be? Dolls 85, Ants 111. I have seen both these horror movies, so... Mm-hmm. It could be either. It really doesn't... There's no... I think... <sighs> you know... I don't know. Rito? What? So far, the poltergeists have uh, pulled, you know, pranks. Mm-hmm. Now... On the scale of, you know, a harmless joke to YouTube prank, like, it's about in the middle, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I feel like I don't have any reason to be, you know, mean or aggressive towards these poltergeists. There is, on some level, an interpretation of this story that goes, there's a disembodied spirit that is trying to find its way back into a form, and it only can communicate through these methods. I I want to give him a doll's body. I think that's a better body for them. It seems kind of within the realm of their vibe. Yeah. Like, I think the BuzzFeed quiz would say that you're giving doll energy over ant energy. <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh let's make these dolls poltergeist coded. Yeah. Uh, I think this poltergeist is kind of a bit of a Monica. Uh, <laughs> the ant farm is ideal, you decide. Tiny creature. Wait, what? <laughs> I thought that 111 was dolls. <laughs> there we go. 85. I know the perfect thing! You declare. <laughs> dolls! You lead everyone into Jen's room. You see? You gesture at Jen's huge doll collection. Plenty for everyone. You, Lisa, and Bobby exchange worried glances. Will the poltergeist go for it? And if they do, what will happen? You hear a high-pitched buzz, then a large, hard plastic doll stands up. It vibrates and lifts off the floor. It hovers a few inches above the ground. You smell something burning. The doll's curls frizz as if the doll has been struck, stuck its finger into a socket. Its blue eyes blink. They glow with a sickly yellow gleam. Other dolls rise around you, sparks shooting from their fingers. A baby doll's face melts the plastic dripping onto its nighty. Blam! One of the smaller dolls explodes. You shield your eyes from the flying doll debris. Yikes. What would happen to you if the polar guys took over your body? You, Lisa, and Bobby stare at the dozens of hovering toys. Your hearts pound. You had no idea there were so many poltergeists. Turn to page 62. I just saw so many faces on the wall. I did not realize that that meant there were so many of them. Oh, I, I legitimately discarded that as spooky house stuff rather than thinking about the actual presence of spirits. Oh, well, hey, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> the dolls suddenly clatter onto the floor. They lie motionless. What's going on? You wonder. The largest doll rises. It strides strif- strides 
stiffly over to Jen's blackboard. Your eyes widen in amazement as it picks up a piece of chalk and scrawls a message on the blackboard. You can have it. Need to rest. Shapeshifting is tough work. Well, then we won't disturb you. You assure them. Take all the time you need. You nod your head towards the door. Bobby and Lisa follow you downstairs. This could be our big break, you whisper. We can get rid of them while they're resting. We just have to figure out how. We could take him to the dump, Lisa suggests, finally. That's where everyone gets rid of their stuff. I don't know. You murmur. Couldn't they find their way back? Let's bury them in the yard, Bobby says. You're not sure if you like the idea of poltergeist dolls being so close to the house, but you need to do something fast before they wake up, and you find out what powers that they really have. If you would like to bury them in the backyard, 55, take them to the dump on page 26. Uh, boy, you know, I don't think that either of these are successful ways to rid a poltergeist. Mm. bury them yeah. i feel like they just will you know phase through the ground i think that backyard or i mean uh dump is slightly better just because of distance but mm. i if i would want that it would be like i hope we find a better way to dispose them of them on the way <laughs> mm -hmm. that's kind I... of my lead but i'm not uh, so my interpretation is slightly different, and it's leading me in a slightly different direction, although I think yours is, like, probably correct. Mine is still working on the, the, uh, the assumption that there is an amiable solution here, and they're probably not going to like being taken to the dump, but yeah. maybe being disembodied dead spirits, they would think that being buried in the backyard is particularly restful mm. literally i don't think my idea is worth the, the, the breath I, i've spent on it so far let's take them to the dump i i think th this is another one of those classic goosebump situations where i don't really like either option so mm -hmm. i'll say i'll say 26 but i'm not i'm not confident in it because i do think it's it's innately insulting to say yeah you go to the dump dump person mm -hmm. okay let's take them to the dump you decide. You, Bobby, and Lisa tiptoe back into Jen's room. The dolls still lie on the floor. You wonder if touching them will wake them. The idea of grabbing the poltergeist, even in doll form, freaks you out. But you control your fear and pick one up. An electric current shoots through you. <coughs> you yelp. You drop the doll. Don't touch them! You warn Bobby and Lisa. You'll get a shock! Lisa turns to Bobby. You're the genius. What do we do now? Bobby scans Jen's room, pulls down a pile of rubbery Halloween masks from the shelf. <laughs> We're going to scare them. Lisa snorts. I think these creatures register off the scale on the old Frydometer. No, Dodo. Bobby hands each of you a mask. Wrap them around your hands. Rubber won't conduct electricity. You knew Bobby's overactive brain would come in handy. Turn to page 113. I learned that from Pokemon, and I never forgot it. Mmm. 
I don't know where I learned the the old rubber beats electricity trick. Pokemon. Oh, never mind. It was Pokemon. I, t- I just told I just told you where I learned it, and yeah. that's that's where everyone. Sorry, no, it. it's all good. That's My bad. I forgot in the in the millisecond after you said it, I'd forgotten that that's where I too learned that. That's where people learn the same thing from the same place. <laughs> that's just how it works. Everyone had Miss Johnson for English. Oh, you too. Yes, she was my favorite teacher. <laughs> she was our only teacher. <laughs> One thirteen. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was the best of teachers. She was the worst of teachers. One thirteen. Protecting yourselves with the rubber masks, the three of you work quickly. You load the dolls into the baskets of your bicycles. The whole time, you brace yourself for the terrifying moment when the dolls will spring back to life. The idea makes you so nervous that you have trouble pedaling. Lisa and Bobby get ahead of you. By the time you catch up to them, they've stopped by the lake. You pull up to them. What's going on? You ask. Bobby wants to toss the dolls into the lake. Lisa declares. They're electrical? Bobby insists. If we throw them into water, they shot out. Lisa shakes her head. They're poltergeists, not toys. They don't use normal electricity. I think we should stick to our original plan and save them at the dump. Bobby's idea makes sense, and it means you have to don't have to ride the rest of the way to the dump. You can get rid of the dolls now before they wake up, but Lisa has a point too. They're really electrical. Who knows what'll happen when they hit the water? Throw them into the lake on page 126, or bring them the rest of the way to the dump on page 48. I mean, I kind of have to stick to my guns at this point and say, I hoped on the way to the dump we'd find somewhere else to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, on exactly that basis, I am more than willing to throw them into the lake on the page 126. I do agree with Lisa that, you know, this is not normal electricity. Yeah. We can't n- totally believe this is going to short them out. But at the same time, I don't think the dump's going to work either. So. Yeah, what's going to short them out at the dump? <laughs> Just like, it's not... Oh, they've got little doll noses. They're going to smell all the bad smells from the dump and it'll short circuit their systems. Hell, maybe. Uh... 126, what could go wrong? That's a great idea, Bobby. That's the thing. The other thing is I trust Bobby. He would never Mm. steer us wrong. He's smart. You exclaim, you're relieved you don't have to deal with the dolls anymore. The three of you haul the dolls to the edge of the lake and hurl them into the water. Sparks shoot out of the lake the moment the dolls hit, and a deafening roar from deep within the lake makes you cover your ears. The water churns violently, sending up yellow, green, and red spray. The spray hits the overhanging trees, and the leaves burst into flames. This can't be happening! Bobby cries. Water can't set things on fire! (laughs) I told you! Lisa screams. The poltergeists don't use normal electricity! We gotta get out of here! Bobby and Lisa race away. Your eyes widen in horror as a towering wave rises up from the center of the lake that looks like a solid wall. Only you smell the sharp scent of fire coming from it. You're too terrified to move. Your feet sink into the soft ground at the edge of the lake and the waves crash down upon you. Oh well. 
Bobby's usually really smart about most things, but this time his idea was all washed up. The end. Bobby! 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 Come on, idiot. I mean, I wanted to do it too. So 48, to the dump, to the dump, to the dump, dump, dump. You know, Lisa's right. You declare? We don't know what will happen if those poltergeists get wet, but I'm pretty sure it'll be bad. Let's stick with the plan. The three of you hop back onto your bikes. You ride to the dump. You can smell it before you see it. Gross. You leave your bikes at the edge of the dump. Using the rubber masks again, you unload the dolls. You carry them one by one deep into the dump. You slip and slide over garbage. Piles of rotting food loom over you, the stench making your nose wriggle. Gag. Metal scraps screech in the breeze. You climb over things that you can't even recognize. Ew. Something slithered into the cuff of your jeans. You shake your leg hard and shudder. You hope it fell out. You toss the dolls into the heap. Man, the gross factor here is off the scales! Finally, you grab the last doll and carry it over. It shivers in your hand. Your arms start to shake. Oh no. The poltergeist, it's waking up! You glance at the pile of dolls. The mound begins to shift. The to top dolls wobble, then tumble down as lower dolls creep out from under them. Eyes blinking open, glowing with sickly yellow light. They're all waking up. Turn to page 115. Well. You throw the last doll as hard as you can. It lands on top of a broken refrigerator. Bounces off, then slides down into a pile of soggy cardboard boxes and cat food cans. Let's get out of here! You scream. You, Lisa, and Bobby race towards your bikes. Your foot hits an oily patch, and you tumble into the muck. Ew, gross. You can't think about that now. You have to run away. You scramble your feet and wipe the goop off your face. You glance behind you. Are the poltergeists coming for you? Your mouth drop mouth drops open. <laughs> the dolls are ignoring you. Wait. They're having a food fight with rotten food? They seem to be playing. Hey, thanks! One of them calls to you. This place is great! Yeah, can we stay here forever? Another one asks. Uh, sure. You reply. Somehow this turned out to be the best choice you could have made. Who would have guessed? Of course, you should have known the poltergeist would be happy at a dump. One of their favorite things to do is to make messes. And you're thrilled that you got out of this mess alive. The end. Happy ending. Just before we talk about the fact that we've got this happy ending, I want to make a note of... Uh, one of the favorite things of poltergeists to do is apparently make messes. I think important and fundamental to the idea of making a mess is they're not already being a mess, right? You're not making a mess if you are taking a messy area and making it less ordered. Mm. You are changing the mess at best. Surely, like, the thing that the poltergeists enjoy about the mess is not the end product being messy as much as the fact that they've destroyed something that people intentionally put work into, hanging out photos upside down rather than mm -hmm. just hanging out in our trash can and rearranging the trash. 
I bet he really wanted this banana peel on the bottom. <laughs> mm, but now it's going to be on the top, and it's rotten. <laughs> now it'll stink just a little bit more when he lifts the lid. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, hey. Happy end. Yeah, this is an unmitigated success? It is literally just unequivocally good what mm -hmm. happened here, which is surprising. Um, it's surprising, and it's uh, very early. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll definitely, like, look down another path, but, like, I am oh, absolutely. I'm but already Where pleased. is our last branch? Uh, let's, I was digging back through. Is it 55, maybe? It's bury, burying, it's the, burying dolls. the dolls. That is not very recent, but hey. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's... We'll write it out for a little bit. Why not? I, I'm glad here to, to also check out the alternate path where we bury the dolls because, you know, I wanted yes. the, 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 the amiable, friendly option to be burying them. But clearly the dump was that. Yeah. I'm taking you to the dump, trash creature. Thank you. I love it here. Thank you. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. I I'm like love it. totally about this. In my universe, snails on a chalkboard is my favorite sound. Oh! <laughs> I just love the sound of dentist drills. Yeah. All right, page 55. You decide the best thing to do is to bury the dolls. Fast. The poltergeist could wake up any minute. You, Bobby, and Lisa scoop up all the dolls and hurry out in the backyard. You dash into the tool shed. Here! You toss shovels to your friends. You find a spot and dig furiously. Dirt flies everywhere. I think that's deep enough. Bobby gasps. He leans on his shovel. Lisa wipes sweat from her face. Oh, yeah. Let's toss them in. You drop the dolls into the hole. You hurl dirt over them, and when the hole is filled up, you, Lisa, and Bobby stomp around on top of the mound. And don't ever come back! You cry. You give the dirt one final hard thump. Then the three of you wearily head back into the house. Turn to page nine. The poltergeists are inside waiting for us, right? I think that that is going to be the implication, yeah. <sighs> I never knew digging was such hard work. You declare. You reach into the refrigerator for a pitcher of lemonade. Bobby sets out glasses as Lisa rummages for cookies. I know! Bobby agrees. Every muscle hurts. Lisa plops down at the counter. Uh, but we did it. We buried those horrible creatures. You clink your lemonade glasses together in victory. You throw your heads back and laugh. Then you think of something. I'm going to have to come up with an explanation for where all Jen's dolls went. Tell her they went to the mall. Lisa jokes. <laughs> you know, to visit their friends. Eh, she should go for that. Bobby comments with a grin. Do you think my parents will notice that hole? You wonder. After all, it is pretty big. You cross to the window to check out the hole and gasp in horror. Turn to page 20. <laughs> what is it? Lisa asks. You can't answer her. You're too terrified to speak. The sight is too horrifying. The dolls, they're clawing their way out of the dirt. Tiny plastic hands poke up out of the ground. 
Huge hunks of dirt fly as the dolls heave themselves up and out of the hole. Bobby and Lisa race to join you at the window. Oh no! Lisa cries. The dolls line up, facing the house. They're filthy, covered with dirt. Their clothing is torn, their limbs are bent and twisted. Look at their faces! Bobby whispers, his voice trembling. You see exactly what has him so frightened. The dolls look very, very angry. Turn to page 107. Well, fair. Yeah. I can't disagree. I would be mad too. So, fair. What do we do? Bobby exclaims. You watch the dolls march toward the house. They look like an army. An army of furious supernatural creatures. All intent on one thing. Revenge. You feel sick. You collapse into a chair and hold your head in your hands. Well now, don't bail now! Lisa yells at you. We have to think of something! You press your hands against your forehead. You'll try, you try and will yourself to think, but you're too afraid. Okay, okay... Lisa mutters. She sits down opposite you. Uh, it's, it's like with soccer. Either we're on offense or defense. You glance at her. What's she talking about? Yes, that's it! Bobby claps Lisa on the back. We either attack them ourselves or we defend the house against them. Worry crosses his face. But what should we do? They gaze at you. Time to get it together. Which route do you take? Attack the dolls or go on the defensive? I mean... Hmm. I do like the concept of figuring out what they would use to attack the dolls. Hmm. I don't know that it would be successful. I also don't know if being defensive would be especially yeah. successful but i think that could set up a, a situation where you know we've got a couple choices to make of do you close the window first or the you know uh the inlet vent just strange things like that attacking the dolls that i don't know it it, it feels it feels like we tried to bury them, and they were like, no. And we were like, okay, I'm going to kick you instead. That's a downgrade from the first option. If the first option didn't work, I can't imagine that running out to bull rush them will. But Yeah, but also, honestly, I'm like, fine with either. digging them and putting them in a hole is almost a defensive option as well. Yeah, it's, it's true like... we didn't decapitate them. Yeah, let's attack the dolls. I I want to do it not because I think it'll be successful, but because I I want to know what weapons do you choose? Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, look at this. Uh, all right. We'll go after him. You decide. You get up from the table. I'm not waiting here until they attack. We're with you. Lisa cheers. Bobby nods. We'll lead through the front door and sneak around to the shed. You declare. We'll find weapons there. You, Lisa, and Bobby race to the front door. You creep along the side of the house and peer around the corner. Your heart pounds double time. The filthy toys are steadily stalking towards the house. They're small. They're deadly. But most important, they don't notice you. Now, you whisper. The three of you sneak into the shed. You fumble around, searching for tools that can help you defeat the poltergeist stalls. Your fingers close around an old baseball bat 
and then you spot the riding lawnmower. Lawnmower 36, baseball 39. Foregone conclusion, let's go to 36. I love the idea that we would just be riding around just chopping the heads off of all of these. I, I do like that from a scene perspective. I do think it's more likely that they will uh, inhabit it, but I don't care. Oh, absolutely. Stay back! You caution Bobby and Lisa. You hop on the mower. You're pretty sure you know how to use it. Starts up with a roar. Out of the way! You scream. Lisa and Bobby dive out of the way. You pull out of the shed as you, as if you're in the Indy 500. You clutch the wheel as you bounce over the bumpy ground. You aim straight down the center of the rows of dolls. Yes, you topple them over like bowling pins. You hear the gears whine as you shred the nasty poltergeist. You ride over them, back and forth. Oh, no! You hear Bobby shout. Look out! Lisa yells. What's wrong, you wonder. Why aren't, why aren't they cheering? We won. I mowed down the dolls on the very first try. Discover the problem on 135. You glance behind you and gasp. The dolls, they're popping back up in pieces. You shredded them, all right? And now each and every one of the pieces is coming after you. Legs, feet, head, feet, head, bodies all swarm across the lawn after the mower. An arm leaps up and smacks you in the head. You cry. More and more doll pieces fly at you. You can't see. Wham! You plow the mower into the tree. You tumble out of the seed and onto the grass. Plastic body parts fling themselves onto you. You crumple to the ground. You're covered in doll pieces. From under the pile of doll pieces, you hear the mower start up again, and it's headed straight for you. Now that they, now that they don't want to take over your body, they don't care what happens to it. Better think of something quick before these dolls give you a new reason to hate mowing the lawn. The ant. Yeah. 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 It's 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 pretty much exactly how it had to go, but I'm still glad to have gone there. I think it's 66. Oh no, that's 39. Wait. Ah uh, yeah, I got a Microsoft Paint sheet open. Good uh, work. You clutch the baseball bat, the three of you tear out of the tool shed. Bobby turns on the hose full blast. The force knocks over some of the dolls. Lisa tosses approaching dolls aside with the rake. But they still keep coming and coming. You grab the bat, watching in horror. It seems as if no matter what, you can't stop them. Turn to page 45. Tell me we at least use the bat. <laughs> the ground is muddy from the water Bobby sprays at the dolls. Some of them get stuck in the pools of dirt. Lisa continues lashing out with her rake. One of the larger dolls move, makes its move. It heads straight towards you. You take careful aim. Whack! The doll's head goes flying. Shimmering light shoots out of the neck of the headless doll. Oh no. No, you release the energy of the poltergeist when you knock off the head. The light spewing from the doll forms itself into a horrible, grinning face. Goop slides down the corners of its cruel, twisted mouth. Your hands shake so hard that you lose your grip of the bat. It clanks to the ground. The face in the light stretches towards you closer. Closer. Thank you for freeing me. No. Uh, 109. We did get to use the bat. Yeah, 109. Wow, that was cool! The face declares. I gotta admit, that's weirder than what I said. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say, thank you, that frees me. Mm-hmm. 
Eh? Do the poltergeists just compliment you? It even sounds friendly. You stare at the grotesque creature. You three are the best team we've faced so far! The face declares. W- what are you talking about? You stammer. Hey, 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 time out, everybody, time out! The face calls. The dolls freeze. The face swoops right beside you. You beat us this time, but some of the others want to play two out of three. The face laughs. At least you think that's what that awful sound is. We're having a trouble with the idea that your team is winning. Try and figure out what the creature's talking about on page 18. I already like this path. Well, play? Win? You try and grasp the situation. You mean this whole haunting, taking over my body thing was some kind of game? Sure. I mean, you didn't know? It laughs again. (laughs) Wow! You really thought we were going to take over your body? (laughs) What a hoot! Once you, Bobby, and Lisa get over your shock, you spend the rest of the afternoon playing with the postergeists. Now that you know none of it is for real, you kind of even have fun. Sort of. The final score is Kids 2, Poltergeist 1 which means they have to leave you alone and find find some other kid to torment, or uh, team up with. The end. Two unequivocally good endings. Yeah, and both of them with your making peace with the poltergeists rather than your I like burning it, yeah. the bones of the bodies that created them or something similarly yeah. evil and dark. Yeah. Decapitate the dolls. Put them in the ocean. I mean, one of the steps along this line was decapitating a doll. I guess that is true. But, (laughs) and also we did try to put him in the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, hey. Hey, did we ever, did we ever try and be defensive against them? We did not. Do you? I'd kind of like to have a quick look at the defensive path if that's possible. Because I, I can only imagine, given the fact that the good path ends here. Uh, I... The defensive path is relatively soon a negative end. I'm not so sure about that, but we'll find out. 125. Let's give it a go. We defend ourselves. You announce. We don't let them get to us. We just need to keep them out of the house. The three of you spring into action. You lock the back door. You, Lisa, and Bobby pull the kitchen table in front of it. You glance around. Okay. What next? The front door? Lisa suggests. Crash. The dolls burst through the kitchen window. Glass flies everywhere. Ah! You shriek. You race towards the living room and a doll trips you. You sprawl on the glass-covered floor and a doll sinks its tiny little teeth into your hand. Ow! You cry. Another tears at your legs with its tiny little hands. They may be small, but they're powerful. And it looks like they don't want to take over your body anymore. Instead, they want to annihilate you. Turn to page 132. Oh, okay. You hear Lisa and Bobby scream. Something grabs your hand and tugs. Hard. No! You shriek. Uh Uh-oh. Looks like the dolls are going to tear you to pieces. For fun. Oh, well. Playing defense wasn't the best choice, was it? In fact, you could say your whole game plan kind of fell apart. The end. All right. Well, hey, that, that does put that to rest. It does indeed.
I thought this we were going to get another Divergent the... 2. Yeah. Yeah. This is all but the uh, the Madam line. Hell yeah. Dang. Well, I I enjoyed it. I think it, I think it's fun. I think it ended in a playful way. It started out like without, you know, wasting too much time with the setup and then it got into it and then it had a kind of a playful playful optimistic-ish end to it that mm-hmm. makes I don't know. Yeah, I I like this take on uh, a little poltergeist. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it it feels like um ah it 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 feels like the the kids version of uh it Stephen mm. King's novel. It, it like we're we're a band of a couple of you know probably early teens. We're hanging out and trying to take on something that is much larger than ourselves and evil, but also playing with us. But also, this has, you know, the kids' version of a horror ending, which is good. And I yes. do like making friends with the, the enemies as part of it. Like, even through the point where we were deciding to put them in the dump, I was looking for the way that that would be good. Yeah. And it ultimately was. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> pleased with this one. I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was just a nice, cheery time. Like a nice, and it had the classic early diversion as well, which I I do think mm. I kind of prefer. Like it has that, and then it goes full branch mode after that. Yeah, I kind I kind of like that format. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's just one of the nicer, more streamlined books. And it feels like I don't know if it's just the path we got, but seemed easier to get a good ending there were more just more good endings i don't know what's up with that just mm-hmm. like i yeah well dang i th- i think it's possible that this is the the shorter of the two branches oh totally and that the be. other branch gives you know a lot more information and obviously as we have someone on our side being the madam like at least the the enemies can be a little bit more uh, antagonistic towards us so i, c- I can see how that would be a little bit more uh, diverse and daunting. Yes. Agreed. Well, I mean, alas. Alas. Any other closing thoughts on, on the actual book itself before we move on to the finale? Not in... Uh, actually, I will say one thing. The 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 fact that this was a, a poltergeist novel rather than the house itself being haunted... Yeah. Uh, I would still like to see a, a, a haunted location, the house itself just being evil. That's that's what I'm hoping to see in yeah. any of our upcoming Give Yourself Goosebumps. Yeah, may, maybe the other path plays with that more. Like being, mm. you know, maybe that's the case. Because, yeah, I was kind of hoping for that too. That's uh, This is nothing like a monster house or smart house. I mm. want my money back. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I liked it, but I, I do agree that I think that I hope the, that either the other path is like that or that we genuinely do get a haunted location story. I, I agree. I think that's a very fun thing to play with. And I thought, yeah, I thought that we were getting that today. It is just, it's a different ghost story. And I guess that's mm-hmm. what the other thing is too, but hey. Oh, well, anywho, uh, I don't know if you have the Patreon supporter thing up now or not so i am going to take this time to plug the youtube while you may be open that uh over on youtube you can check out turn to page on uh you know i would say in video form it really is just a different place to watch or uh, to like to listen 
is a nice little you know video that plays through that shows Sam's wonderful artwork of our characters. But yeah, youtube.com slash at turn to page cast. If you want to pop on over there and do a subscribe, do a like, that kind of stuff. Especially now, like we're, it's getting very, very close to the uh, upcoming new threshold for a partnered YouTube channel. So that'd be wonderful if you'd like to support over there. Uh, it's more important now than it's ever been, now that it's like realistic that we're close. Um, mm -hmm. So hey, there's that. But yeah, do you have a patron? Perhaps? I have pulled it up and I have the list of executive producers. Uh, however, I will just note very quickly before that about the YouTube. Another one of the uh, excellent reasons specifically for listening via YouTube is the comment section where you can interact with us and other folk that are listening to Turn to Page. It is a good time. We make sure to read each of them. I think I made a That's joke true. last week that intimates that I don't read them, but I do read them. <laughs> Oh, I, uh, yeah, it's at that nice size where I absolutely read all of them and really love all of them. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I'm not entirely certain which of the executive producers we had last week. It was either Alex K or Unknown Chicken. It was Alex K. It was Alex K. Excellent. Then this week's episode was executive produced by Something Scary. Thank you, Something oh. Scary, for supporting over on patreon.com slash turn to page cast. At or above the hardcover tier, much appreciated. A, a, a extreme extra thank you in multiple ways. One huge thank you for, uh, yeah, the support on Patreon, and also a huge thank you for you know, let <laughs> lending us scanned book. Very 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 nice. Uh, so that we actually can do a couple of these episodes that we wouldn't have been able to do without you know like maybe tracking down a book something like that. So like, big double thank you. I know we thanked you, you know at the relevant time but hey thank you here as well very yeah. very thanks very again nice. just double and thank also, you you know what triple thank you triple not to one up you would hey. five five times thank quadruple you quadruple thank you i did truly, ah, truly i gotcha i said five times before that ah uh, um, quadruple triple thank you 12 there you go oh no that's too many i can't count that high that's an another thing that i do want to yeah it, it, it's a lot. The, another thing I do specifically want to thank the the uh, patron supporters for as well, the executive producers over there, is for our new intro. That is true. You would have heard it at the top of this video. Uh, very, very, very pleased with it. It's done by Christoph Jakob. It's, it sounds super cool and fun and fantasy. I'm just really, really excited about it. It's the kind of thing that we get to uh, invest in a little bit via the money that comes in via that patron. So thank you for supporting the show and allowing us to raise the production quality. Yeah, it it's it's so good. It does great work. Uh, you can also, I mean, I, I say this just because, you know, this is also linked to our YouTube channels where this may be relevant. You may know Kristoff's uh, work from the video game Revita, uh, which you may have you know, heard that soundtrack. He does great work. He did the soundtrack for Revita as well. Uh, and yeah, he did our intro. And so, it's so good. It's so good. Huge thank you. Uh, but hey, I think I think that's that. Again, yeah. Wonderful, huge thank you to all the supporters on Patreon. Patreon. Oh, now you've got me doing it. Patreon. <laughs> P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash turn to page cast is where you can support this podcast and help us do cool things like 
get the rest of the books we need. It's been like very helpful with making that not feel like a stupid, like stupid expense to take on and getting the cool thing like the art commissions and the, uh, the music. Those are literally from there. Like this podcast is cards on the table. It's not making money. <laughs> it's not making money at all. Like it, in the current form, but the Patreon stuff is a wonderful way to, um, help alleviate that while still letting us make it cooler and turn it into something that i don't know more people will be excited about so huge thank you it's kind of like this fun exponential growth of enjoyment right so mm -hmm. uh huge thank you and uh thank you for any continued support beyond this point if you're listening in the far future huge thanks but alas uh i think that that's enough outro we, well, we've plugged other things before, but we'll save those for the future. That's the stuff for today. Thank you for watching, listening, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Adieu.